Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 271, brought to you by Podcast with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in the industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Henry Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, I love what my guest uh, says. Stress isn't the product of your environment, it's the product of your thinking. And joining me on today's show is Andrew Pierce. Andrew has been working in the personal development space for over four years and he is passionate about the power of the mind and what's possible when we harness this power. Now on today's show, Andrew is going to share four key principles of working less and earning more. He's going to talk about how to get out of the struggle and grind mentality and into ease, flow and alignment as well as the truth about stress. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Thank you for, for having me on board. It's good to be here. Oh, look, my pleasure. I love that. Stress isn't a product of your environment. It's a product of your thinking. How true is that? And often something we don't grasp. I wonder, when was it that you realized, you know what, everything that feel, is feeling stressful for me isn't because of what's happening, but rather how I'm thinking about it. Was that a journey for you to realize? Share a little bit about that. Yeah, so I started studying human behavior and life coaching at the Coaching Institute back in August of 2014. Mm-hmm. And one of the universal truths or key concepts and principles that you learn is that everything's a choice and everything's internal, nothing's external, mm-hmm. meaning that your, your internal experience is, is created and based upon internal processes that take place. It's that the the cause or the source of how you feel isn't outside of you. And learning that and then building on that over the four years. I, I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but you know, you, you learn something and then you learn it through experience. Then you learn it again more deeply through experience. It's like, ah yes, this is really starting to land and drop in now. So for me in terms of stress or anxiety, whatever it is that being a product of the thinking rather than the environment, it has been and is continuing to be you know, a four-year journey so far of just, yeah, more deepening into that concept and that principle through experience rather than just initially the, mm. the conceptual understanding. Yeah, I think this can be a, just one of those what we call light bulb moments because you know, two or three people can be in the same situation in the same environment. Something happened 
one person can respond by real fear and anxiety, if you will, feeling stressed. Another can go, great, bring it on, this is fantastic. And the other one can be kind of oscillating between the two kind of things. So it really brings home exactly, you know, what we're thinking to it, the the yeah what the you know the meaning behind what we give that is certainly going to to impact now we're going to talk a little bit more about the truth about stress but i think the four key principles of working less and earning more that very much has a principle around our thinking too because hearing you know that the fact that you want to talk about that i'm sure some people are thinking well how is that possible how on earth can i work less and earn more what are these four key principles Totally. So first off, I just want to frame out that um, we, we live in an energetic universe. Uh, there's been an Einstein quote floating around lately that I've seen that's you know, matched the internal frequency to, to what you want to attract or the reality that you want to live in. And he's like, this isn't philosophy, it's science. And quantum physics proves that we do live in, an, uh, in a universe that's comprised of energy and that everything's internal, nothing's external, and that our external world is a reflection of our internal state mm -hmm. and a lot you know with the right vibration or mindset or whatever you want to call it with the aligned action you will eventually create the reality that you want to live in so the way that i really look at the principles or the concepts of working less and earning more is through the personal transformation mm -hmm. so one of the first principles is um, shifting from a, a state of doing to being mm. and talking about a doing energy that, you know, even if you're sitting on the couch, you know, we can be worrying about what's going on, trying to tick off what we've done, trying to solve problems in the future. And within this energy, this doing energy, it feels as if we're being productive. Mm -hmm. It feels as if we're solving problems. It feels as if we're making things happen. But within this type of energy, you, you're not, in a being state where you're actually allowing things to take place or allowing yourself to receive and although the intention behind this kind of approach is to create results you're actually getting in the way of things happening mm. uh, it's very the always needing to be doing or like your hard worker type identity where if you get your worth and your value and your connection to your friends and all those types of things out of being a hard worker and you believe that you need to work hard for money, then your external world's a reflection of your internal state. That's the experience that you're going to be having. Yes. So making shifts on that type of level, you know, for, for things to come in easy, mm -hmm. um, for results to be massive with 20 hours of, you know, work put in each week, that's death to that identity. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of resistance to those results actually coming in. Yeah. So the first principle is looking at a doing energy and, and everything that's comprised of that and being able to shift into a state of being where, you're, yeah, you're not in your own way. Yeah. What I love about uh, what you're talking about today is that you know, so many business owners and, and people in general, actually, we feel that we need to be working hard and pushing and pushing all the time and we end up burning ourselves out. And the thought of just resting and being and thinking for me, you know, resting time is is when my mind can recalibrate and you know ideas come to me that would never have happened had I been rushing around so much. I tell share a story and I laugh about it because at the moment I'm writing a book 
and I was right, and I work in chunks of time where I'll madly work, 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 work. Then I have to rest because I'm thinking and I really do physically get exhausted. So my husband walked in when I was actually having a nap. So now there's a joke going around. It's, oh, what are you doing? Are you writing your book? <laughs> you know? And it is. Sometimes we think, we look at that resting as, oh, okay, I know you're resting. But what you're saying is sometimes in that rest time, and if you don't feel guilty by putting, you know, by by putting uh, rest first and in some time, whatever that may be for someone, we often can look at that and feel guilty, can't we? Or other people can look at that and say, oh, right, yeah, you're not, you know, as you say, hustling. You're not grinding. Every minute of your time should be, you know, productive. But what you're saying, actually, no. Are you being or are you constantly uh, doing? So great, great. Love that. What's the second principle? Yeah, totally. Like, it's a funny story. I just want to quickly share one from my end as well. Is um, yeah, a mate called me out probably about two o'clock. He's like, G'day, mate, what are you doing? I said, Oh, man, I'm just having a rest on my bed <laughs> at the moment. And he's like, Oh, he's like, Mate, I'm in a three meter ditch here doing Caesar. He's a landscaper. Yeah. And it was, it was funny that at that rest point, uh, and he's, you know, in his situation, but just to, to add a little bit onto that is I truly believe that, you know, rest can at times be far more productive than busy, busy, busy action. Yeah. You know, if it's that busyness and it's that doing energy and you're getting in your own way, rest, it brings up more of your fears and the beliefs that we need to be doing to make stuff happen, etc. But it, at times it can definitely be far more productive mm -hmm. than working all the time. Yes. Well, that I, I, I'm with you. And, and, and I think it's also too really wise to understand what are my... Um, and there's a name for it, the term for it, you might know what it is, but you know, you, you've got different levels of energy and I know that I do work in chunks, but when I work, it's so fo focused and concentrated, I can probably do more than 15 minutes than a full 60 minutes if I'm tired, if I can't focus, and I know at that stage, just take five or 10 minutes out, 15 minutes, you know, and they talk now about the power of power naps, even with driving the benefit yeah. that that can have on your level of productivity and efficiency too. Is there, do you yeah. know of a term? There, there is a term, isn't there? Is it like this, um, there's a cycle or so that you work, but everyone has different work styles. So if it comes to me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share it. So what's another principle we need to be aware of? So another principle is slowing down to speed up. Mm. And what I mean by this is slowing down internally to have your external results speed up. And so again, it's all about where you're coming from within yourself. The angle or the approach that I love to look at is actions happening. You know, action is already a given mm -hmm. and we can be in an action that's leading towards a result, mm -hmm. but we can be subconsciously, internally self-sabotaging ourselves. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can be on a sales call, um, but there can be a fear of under-delivering under value or the responsibility of working with this client and that can have an energetic resistance, even though you're taking the action on the call. And there's so much that we can you know, speed up our results and bring more in by looking at this angle. You know, Tony yeah. Robbins says that success is 80% mindset and 20% execution. So yes. slowing down to speed up. When we've come in from this fear-based place within ourselves that's that's panicky, that's that's franticky, that's impatient, and everything needed to happen yesterday. We're coming from a, a fear of not being enough. Mm -hmm. Now, my view on impatience is 
you know, we are emotional beings. We want to feel anything, any results or goal or whatever it is that we're trying to get or that we're trying to achieve is with the purpose or intention of giving us an internal feeling. Mm -hmm. We might want the money to feel free. We might want the money to feel uh, accomplished. We might want the money to get love, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And one of the greatest fears of the ego is I am not enough. Mm. Core belief is that as it is, I am not enough. And that's why it's like I need to acquire these things. So the way that I look at impatience is that we're trying to acquire and obtain all these things in life to squish that fear and that feeling down so we don't need to feel it and to also build up our sense of being enough mm. so that this impatience is really coming from, you know, we want the money or the job or the status or the sales or whatever it is to feel that feeling and that sense of being enough. But when we're coming from this place within ourselves, it's a fear-based place, it's a lack-based place, it's scarcity. Mm. The universe doesn't reward or punish, it simply reflects back what we are giving out. If we mm. put out a feeling of wanting, it will just reflect back a feeling of wanting. So the more that we can slow down within ourselves by doing the internal work around those types of fears of being enough and lack of worth and self-love, etc., etc., the more that internal experience can begin to slow down, bring all the parts of you home, come to more of a place of, of wholeness and completeness, and you slow down within yourself where everything isn't that frantic, and naturally because there's a, there's a raising vibration, as you slow down internally, your external results speed up. Mm, yeah, and it's getting to that point where we are allowing that process to happen, isn't it? You know, yeah. So often if we are driven, it's like, okay, now. No, it still hasn't happened. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Now, no, but it is at that process. So that's number two. What's the third principle that we have to be aware of? So third one is called soften to strengthen. And all of these and very much this work is looking at the, the masculine and the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. They're not gender specific. Mm -hmm. And... Both masculine and feminine have, feminine have archetypes and mature versions and immature versions and whatnot. The the whole hustle, grind, show that you're strong, like prove your worth by killing yourself in the process, mm -hmm. all of that type of stuff is very much a boy psychology approach or a, or an immature masculine mm -hmm. approach, which is which is out to prove, which is out to show that it's strong and that it's confident and you know has deeper fears of inadequacy and incapability and whatnot. And, you know, this could be a woman who's really mm -hmm. running a lot of immature masculine. Mm -hmm. And it's really looking at soften to strengthen is the, the way of like, you know, you're holding your hands up to say, hey, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm good, I'm, I'm confident. Look, it's really so out to prove, you know, mm -hmm. the immature masculine is like, oh, that's the way to do it. Cool, I'm going to rebel. I'm going to go the hard way. I'm still going to get to the top. And then I'm going to show you. Mm. You're going to see, it's like, oh, you made it to the top. It's like, yeah, and I went the hard way. You know, it's really out to prove. And that is tiring. Mm. You know, as I'm sharing these principles, doing a 10-hour day, a 12-hour day doesn't have to be tiring. How you approach it or go about it internally mm. when you're fighting yourself in resistance to yourself, that's really what exhausts us. Mm. The experience of stress or anxiety is an exhausting Fighting it is extremely exhausting. Yeah. So softening to strengthen is all about this, hey, I'm strong, I'm confident. It's just this illusion of fear or and it's this illusion of power and strength 
that's coming from a fear-based place. So the more that we can learn to soften within ourselves in the way that we treat ourselves and our approach to growth, the more we will strengthen. It's like, you know, I really learned this a lot more on a level of experience when I was doing some yoga uh, earlier in the year where if I was trying to really hold the pose, I, f I felt rigid. You know, and I felt like I could be knocked over. If someone gave me a little bump because I was so rigid and stiff. Someone gave me a little bump, I'd knock over. But as I softened within my body and held those poses, I felt a whole lot more power. And this is really what this principle is looking at: is that if you're always going like this, you're gonna you're gonna tire yourself yeah. out, you're gonna wear yourself out, and ultimately there's gonna be a, an energetic resistance of even though I'm working towards greater results part of me doesn't want any more to come in because I'm tired mm. and exhausted just trying to hold together what I've got here. Yeah, so, um, so, so true. Yeah. Softening you know, the strength is bringing that back. Yeah, and I love that you're sharing that because one of the things that I'm um, recognising in my own self too, when I get to the stage where I'm pushing and I'm really pushing and, and I'm exhausted and I can tell that it's really, you know, kind of the adrenal gland and so forth, my body will collapse. And the body is an incredible thing. It's a miraculous thing. It will take control if we don't. Totally. And I think so many illnesses that we are struggling with today is because of the internal environment we're creating. And it is to do with us, you know, to ourselves. If we're worried and anxious and stressed all the time, you know, mm. there's, there's different chemicals and, and so forth. Cortisol, you know, which is bad for the heart on a long-term basis. So I think... You know, pushing, pushing, pushing. Do you think, let's talk about this whole mindset of struggle and, you know, struggling and grinding and it's, hey, you know, a lot of it's just smoke and mirrors. But for those people who are really trying to achieve that and running themselves into the ground, I mean, what do you think? Is, is it slowly becoming people more aware that it's actually unhealthy? There are some people that can work and don't need a lot of sleep. But for, uh, for, for the rest of us human beings, we actually need sleep. And there's a reason for that. You know, we can't live on only two hours or three hours, four hours of, of sleep. Do you, do you find the people that you're talking to more and more now are starting to appreciate and realise the importance of rest? Absolutely, absolutely. I certainly do think there is a shift that's going on. I think, you know, and you would like to think so, that we're the most conscious society that we've been so far. Um, so I certainly do think that that shift is going on and the kind of people that I attract and, and, and work with and talk to already have somewhat of a knowledge of the you know, law of attraction space, mm. energetic space, and the, yeah, the conceptual, logical understanding of the concepts and the principles that we're talking about today. Mm. But what makes that difficult in execution is that there can still be the emotional charge mm. behind it all. You know, there's plenty of people in situations, I know what to do, I know how to do it, but I'm still procrastinating. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with knowledge or strategy or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, executing this is hard because there's the emotional charge going on behind the scenes. But I, th I certainly do think that there is a shift mm -hmm. and more of an awareness taking place to challenge these old belief systems because that is all that they are. And this year, I really looked into how... How much can I allow things to happen and receive? Mm -hmm. And that's been my practice this year. How much can I, you know, let the, let life or the universe or whatever language resonates mm -hmm. in to help me? Because they are just belief systems. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's yeah. no right or wrong. There's no good or bad, true or false. Mm -hmm. It's just a belief system, and this belief system 
is impacting and influencing the results that I have mm -hmm. by the principle of everything's internal, nothing's external. Mm -hmm. You change the internal world, the external world's a reflection, it must follow. Yeah. You take aligned action with those new beliefs and identities, you will find yourself in a different reality with different results. So mm -hmm. this year I've really looked at just challenging all of this stuff, it's still just a belief system. Yes, mm -hmm. it can be a very collective common one, but at the end of the day, it's just a belief system. Yeah, I think if you think about some organisations and, and even smaller businesses who recognise that the nine to five, you have to start at nine, you've got to go to five, or whatever hours that there is, is actually a ridiculous concept because now we have a lot more people that are working from home uh, or there's flexible hours. And I know the people who, because I've spoken to them and interviewed them, who have less hours and they know that there's an outcome that they need to achieve uh, and they get it done, you know, in that small amount of hours. And how many of us are still working with that belief that I have to do this, start at nine or eight or six or have to get up at four if I'm going to be that entrepreneur that rocks at four o'clock? I have gotten up at four o'clock sometimes, but if I'm up at four, my body requires rest either through the day and then, but you've got to give that permission. And for me, and this is, I think what we've been stressing is the, the emotion that you hold on to, like if you're feeling guilty about that, then that in itself is going to, um, to, to certainly inhibit, you know, what you are, uh, exactly what you're talking about today. So we've talked about three. What's the fourth? key principle we need to, to know? So the fourth one is what I call deep rest, which mm -hmm. is essentially presence mm -hmm. in the moment. Deep rest where mentally you're resting, emotionally you're resting and, and energetically you're resting. You know, you can be lying down on the couch mm. and not really thinking about too much, but there can just be this background base fear and nag mm. that's that's coming at you that's that is that we need to be doing you know um as i've been exploring deep rest within myself i came across a belief that um which i believe aligns with immature masculine or boy psychology that i'm not good enough for good things to just happen to me or for good things to come my way and within the immature masculine it's like i always need to be doing to produce or to make things happen mm -hmm. i need to earn what I receive. I can't just receive as I am because I'm not, I'm not good enough. So in order to make results happen or for things to be coming in, it always needs to be physical action or that, that energetic doing. And you can't, you can't rest in that. It's mm. exhausting. And then, so it's like, A, if I'm not doing, nothing's happening. And B, worse than that, if I'm not doing anything, results are deteriorating. Mm. You know, I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs out there, who aren't doing the internal work that's needed. It's like pushing a boulder up a mountain and a, the boulder is just their baggage. Mm -hmm. And eventually they bring their baggage into their business. So it's both. And the energy to simply hold it there, never mind moving it forward, but to simply hold it there. And then there's this feeling of like, I can't let off. There's a, just a desire to be like, oh, I just want to rest. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I can't let off for one second or I'm going to do this is going to bowl me over. Um, and when we don't really get to that state of rest, um, we just remain in that, in that mm. doing energy. We're tired. We're exhausted. It's that frantic, fast-paced, trying to get away from our own shit, from yeah. our own boulder mm. that we're holding in place. 
that um, eventually it's, it's stress, it's pressure, it's anxiety, it's burnout, and it's, it's not high-quality results. It's not high-quality, long-term, sustainable results either. So deep rest is, is, is deep presence, mm. is the ability to mentally, emotionally, and energetically switch off not have the I need to be doing this, need to be doing that, do energy, and mm. and just like truly relax. As the as the word the name says, deep rest. Yes, I'm just googling a name because um it's quite warm here in Melbourne, so and I think it's the the right uh, person because it speaks into something beautifully. Um, yes, it is. What you're talking about, you know, that deep rest. There's a woman by the name of Dr. Carolyn Leaf, and she's a neurosurgeon. And, you know, she was, she often is uh, interviewed about, you know, anxiety and, and stress. And she was said, you know, that the, the human brain and mind is so brilliant. And, um, and as Christians, we believe we have a creator. But, you know, you know science, if we took, she marries the two words together. But she was saying yep. this, so many of us are switched on. And when we're not, when we're resting, often we do this. Yes. We're on here, aren't we? We're on this, on this. Or watching TV, whatever. She said that's stimulating our minds. And what apparently the brain has to do or the mind needs to do is often, if you imagine a puzzle piece, this is how she explained it, puzzle pieces. When we're not resting all the time, all these puzzle pieces are floating around here in our heads and we never get them time to settle. And she said that they're in a constant state of movement. And do you remember as a child, maybe you didn't do this, but you would often find yourself and you're just staring into space. You weren't thinking about anything, you weren't doing anything, there was no noise, no inner, mm. you know, stimulation. But we just she said that often is the time that the brain would just settle. She said, So what you should do is I think between sixteen minutes or twenty three minutes, so sixteen or twenty three minutes to just sit and stare and not put any stimulation in your head on yeah. a daily basis will eventually stop your mind from being switched on and on and on and on. But we don't do that because we're constantly no. walking around with these things. With the phones, yeah. yeah phone. I know that state that you're referring to and you know, there's times as an adult where where you just come out of it and you're like, oh, no. You're like, I know, because it was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was because it's like recalibration for the mind and you know the mind and, and the brain and obviously they're two different things the mind and the brain but the you know the mind feeds the brain and, and vice versa so i mean when you think of it from a scientific point of view who've actually watched it happen um you know and what happens to the brain when it does constantly get stimulated we're on flux you see a lot of young people's brains are like on you know how they do you know various scientific um they put probes and things on when your brain is like that, no wonder we are constantly in a state of, um, yeah, so, so stress. So what are some things? I mean, I know you shared some incredible insights and hopefully the people who have been listening and watching today are kind of thinking if they are the kind of people who will need, to, need to get there, need to hustle, 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 that you've spoken some truth into that and say, you know what, no, you don't. But if they have been constantly on and, and constantly doing, 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 and thinking, all right, Andrew, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but what would be one or two steps that they could start doing immediately to, 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 to rewind that, to, to you know, get back more into ease, flow, and alignment? What are just a couple of things? Because this can be difficult when someone's going from fully charged all the time to being more mindful, can't it? So what are a couple of things that they can do? Yeah, totally. So 
first and foremost, I think the most valuable thing to do is do the internal work. And when I'm saying do the internal work, it's like, what does that even mean? It could be get a coach or go through a program, do some healing meditations. The reason that that's the first thing that I go to is because, you know, a lot of people are like, what's a tool or a technique or a strategy that I can use? And often it's, it's as if what they're really saying is, what's an easy thing that I can do and implement easily for a great result? Mm. Whereas I don't think that's the approach, you know, and whether people don't need a new marketing strategy. And if you put the same level of thinking and consciousness and energy behind that marketing strategy, or you shift from one business to another or one job to another, but you never change, mm. come on, what are you mm. expecting? You know, you're going to continue to produce the same results. So doing the internal work first and foremost is the most valuable thing. If our external world's a reflection of our internal state and our business results are a reflection of who we're being, then the most productive thing that you can do for any goal in your life is work on yourself. Mm. Second thing I would say is scheduling, even if it is, just five minutes schedule in five minutes of meditation a day mm. actually pop it into your calendar not when you're going to get around to it and make that commitment to the practice mm. and in that practice is just observe you know because what might come through is oh no oh, I need to go I need to go and do that mm -hmm. and that thought creates a stress response or a fear-based response yeah. And then we react to the fear with fear and we try to fix it or solve it by acting out the fear-based behavior, which just keeps us in the same Cycle. level. Yeah. So just, and it's just like, just listen. Well, as that comes through and that comes past, that thought leaves, the fear passes, the thought's gone, you're still there and everything's still okay. So if it's at least five minutes of meditation a day, schedule that in, but then otherwise schedule in. So again, into your calendar. It's, it's important to pop it into your calendar, consciously put the time aside to not have your phone on you, um, you know, not be checking emails, nothing like that. If I go out and I'm like, I'm not, I'm just mm. with the friends now that I'm going to be with and then I'm home afterwards, I'll just leave my phone at home yeah. so that you're not with it for a couple of hours because then, you know, you're giving us, you're putting yourself in a position where those fears and doubts and whatnot are going to be triggered mm. because if we start to feel a bit triggered, we just push that feeling down by checking our phone, looking for a result, getting a notification, checking an email, and it's just a safety, and it just keeps us yeah in the exact same mindset, mm. vibration, identity, belief system, whatever it is, and then whatever vehicle we are in in life, we continue to produce the same results. So they're two things mm. that I would encourage people to to start off with, and the the simple practice of consciously setting the time aside. Um, and going into that time with intention mm -hmm. does does have a different feel and effect than um, trying to have a weekend off work. Mm. It's important, and I think you know when we've been talking about stress throughout, really the an entire interview and everything that you've shared, we need to do with intention, and we need to do consistently because there's good stress, and then there's the bad stress, and I think that's the ongoing pressure that we are never taking that time time out. So it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Unless we actually physically put time in our diary and say, this is when I'm going to have time to rest, not taking my phone with me so that I'm not um, tempted to look at it constantly, all of those different things, we just need to make a decision and just take action into that, don't we? Just continue so, to do that. And then eventually, I'm sure you'd agree with this, whenever we're changing 
a habit and, and, and trying to implement one or, you know, getting into a habit that we want to continue to do, such as resting and, and, and not being tied to these things, uh, it yeah. becomes easier to a point that you think, oh, I didn't even think about it. So it's just giving that, that patience to be able to make sure that that consistency becomes constancy in whatever um, you know you you are doing. Uh, fantastic conversation, Andrew. I think one that's very important as we're heading towards you know the end of a year and thinking about what we want to you know, put into place and achieve for, for next year. Let it be more rest, working on the right activities. Because if we're working on the right activities that we enjoy doing and we are in flow, hiring out some of the activities that we know we still need to do in our business that doesn't ne necessarily need to be us, then we can be far more productive and efficient because we're playing to our strengths, we're working to our strengths, uh, which I think Absolutely. is really important. How can people find out more about you? What's the best way to connect? Uh, so Andrew Pierce, or business page is Andrew Pierce as well, but my email is andrew at andrewdpierce.com. And I also run a free Facebook community called Entrepreneurs in Flow. Mm -hmm. um, so people can search that and jump in there as well. And that's really, they're the spaces that I'm hanging out the most on LinkedIn as well, of course. Um, but yeah, they're the spaces I'm hanging out the most. Yeah. Just say one more time, uh, the very first uh, connection point, the uh, internet froze just a little bit. Is it DPS? Say again? The first resource that you shared to connect, the internet just lagged a little bit and I want to make sure that people connected with it. So what's the first connection point that you shared with people to connect with you? Okay, so either Facebook personal page or, or business page, just the name Andrew Pierce, Great. or my email andrew at andrewdpierce.com. Fabulous. Thank you so very much. You've got to love the internet. I think it's probably because it's so hot here in, in Melbourne. Everyone's it got is hot there. today. It is. It is. It's I don't know. Maybe it's affected, affected the electricity. So who knows? Now look, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me here. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard influence want to influence real change with your own podcast access our free podcast training including our no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.